0: I'm prepared for a pretty odd episode today to be honest. I think uh listeners, Mike and I are quite a pair today, I mm-hmm. think. <laughs> There's a reason it's been a thousand years between episode recordings. Oh. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> We'll talk about this in a little bit more detail later on, but I'm in a better I'm in a better place now than I've been so far. Output okay. trajectories and all that. How are you?
1: I'm not entirely sure where the stock market of me is right now.
0: Let's just say COVID has had a 100% success rate in the last 2 months in Cortex. Right. <laughs> that's that's setting the stage. You know, right. the last time we spoke, it was me, just uh-huh. me, you know. Now, it's both of us.
1: Yeah, it's both of us. I messaged you and I was like, Mike, whatever is the furthest day Mm -hmm. from now that we can possibly record this show, Mm -hmm. that has to be the recording day.
0: And today is that day. My expectation is it really is the very, very last moment when this episode gets posted, in which we are contractually obligated to post (laughs) said episode. (laughs) But before we get to all of that, Mm -hmm. I wanted to let our Cortexans know about Mortex. You can go to getmortex.com and you will get yourself longer, ad-free episodes of not just this episode of Cortex. We're going all the way back multiple years for bonus content. So you get an extra segment at the end of every single episode if you're a Mortexan. And if you want to go right the way back to the very beginning of this show, every single episode of Cortex has no ads in it for Mortexans. And remastered in higher <laughs> audio quality as well. That's my favorite part, remastered editions. For your listening pleasure. And as I said before, in case you've forgotten over the last couple of years, you probably have because who keeps track of this other than me, there are subtle tweaks to some of the episodes. Some of the timing has changed a little bit in some of the episodes. i gone in there and give it the the mic of 2021 hands rather mm-hmm. than you know 2016. He didn't know what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So you can always go and get that at com. But now, as an added bonus, our 2022 crossover special is now available. So, over the last, I think, maybe six years, uh, we've gotten together with Jason Snell, who I host the Upgrade podcast with, and we were doing a bunch of text adventures, and in the last two years, we've recruited our friend Tony Sindelar to be a game-slash-dungeon master for us. We've been going through an RPG, an epic RPG adventure story, which this time had us dealing with a supply chain crisis. Uh, <laughs> it was a great time. Uh, we put it together. It came out a little bit late because I wanted to give it the, the editing touches that I always give it. So lots mm-hmm. of sound effects and stuff like that. Because of COVID, it took longer than I wanted to, but it is available now. All Relay FM members get this in the crossover feed. But if you become a more Texan, you also get that crossover feed, which has bonus specials from a bunch of Relay of Home shows going all the way back to like 2015, 2016. So there's tons of fantastic content in there for you, along with the longer ad free episodes of More Tex every month. So go to getmoretex.com and you can sign up today.
1: I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but in this most recent members episode, you created what may be the best sound effect that has ever existed in a podcast i really appreciated your editing work on this one uh it really made me laugh i will
0: say that that's a particular thing many people have contacted me to tell me how weird and or funny they found that which uh-huh. is hilarious to me because When you mentioned it, I did not know what you were talking about. I had no memory (laughs) of it. Because there's so many, I make so many peculiar choices. Mm -hmm. There's a ton of Easter eggs in the editing of this that Mm -hmm. really only I will ever get. So like, another little spoiler, there's a moment where two pieces of music are playing over each other. One of them, which you would not be able to tell because of the way I edited it, is the girl from Ipanema. Mm -hmm. Which is a long-running cortex joke at this point. So that's in there yeah
1: I didn't even catch that one I didn't catch that it was the girl from Ipanema
0: no because there's another piece of music laid over the top of it it's it's inaudible <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's in there you know it's in there so there's a ton of great stuff uh, you can go and check it out for yourself get more now before we get into the meat of the episode today mm-hmm. I just wanted to put something on your radar mm-hmm. so you know I'm a big keyboard boy you know yeah Got I know my you're keyboards big keyboard. doing my twitch streams all that kind of stuff yeah there is a company that has a licensing deal with Wizards of the Coast. and <laughs> oh, they yeah. are Producing Magic the Gathering keycaps, desk mats, and <laughs> cables. And I just, one, wanted to let you know this is happening. And two, I just wanted to know, like, does this keycap set really say Magic the Gathering to you? Like, okay, does it do the that? job?
1: Well, I, like, I don't understand what a Magic cable would be it's just oh Oh,
0: it's hit something
1: okay okay i was like how much do i need to explain this all right this this makes the moment i was like what on earth could this possibly be but as soon as i clicked it it's like oh this makes a million times more sense okay so for non-fans of magic
0: muggles i think they're called (laughs)
1: muggles no, no, that is no. No, no no? is that no, wrong? Uh, it's creature type human is what
0: they are. See, that was a joke I don't get. <laughs> don't worry you about know? I can imagine there are a bunch of people that are like, ha 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 right? You know, like, I don't know. 95% of our audience is like, just shrugs that one off.
1: Yeah. So roughly every season or so, they come out with a new collection of cards. The new cards always have a little theme that goes along with them. But this year, they kind of uh, broke tradition a little bit. And they came out with a theme that instead of basically everything is like medieval magic land, like, you know, very traditional fantasy kind of stuff with um, little spins on it. This time they went to they had a set that came out and it was like, oh, it's the future and it's in our fantasy version of Japan and everything is neon. And I freaking loved it. Like, I think they did an amazing job and they made it seem like it really fit in with the game even though it was really out there but it also makes a thousand times more sense so like oh if you were going to try to license cool looking USB-C cables and keycaps you would pick not magic as a whole thing but this particular set of
0: cards and the aesthetic to be like look it's all neon and cool like i like the colors of this a lot yeah i really don't like the the legends is what they call but like the, the characters the letters and the keys i can see where it's come from this is the font of the game which i get oh let me see so like if you go yeah. to the keycaps you scroll down the page you see like an exploded view of all of the keys oh i see and it's got that like magic the gathering font to it yeah like i really don't like that but like i understand why they've gone that route it fits but I, this is one of those things where it's like now kind of to me They've made this product just for Magic the Gathering fans, which I'm I know that there are many and I'm sure it will do very well. But
1: Yeah, it's that's, that's interesting. I, I can see what you mean. I feel like yes, that font does not look great on keys. I do think it's cute. They have I guess those are the escape Alternates are the five different mana symbols, the little sunshine, water drop, skull, fireball and tree. So I guess those are alternates for escape.
0: Yeah. Well, you could use them anywhere on the top row of the keyboard. There's like the same.
1: Uh, Okay. So this is like the function key stuff. Interesting. It's a
0: very complete set, I would say, for like fun stuff. And they, they've done a decent job, I think. Yeah. With the kit. And they've got a bunch of like the desk mats, you know, like that you put down on the desk, but you keep on top of. They're like down the page too. And they've got like a bunch of amazing designs. Like, mm. and I assume there's some kind of like big boss monsters from Magic the Gathering.
1: Uh, yeah, we got Kataxis there. Oh no. Uh,
0: and obviously, beside you, who endures? You know, everyone. Knows. Uh, yeah,
1: that's a that's a tree. That's not a boss. Beside you is the name of a tree, but nice try.
0: <laughs> I mean, a tree could be a boss. You know
1: mike that's ridiculous oh yeah (laughs) come uh, on why would the tree
0: be a boss when there are dragons (laughs) yeah uh
1: yeah so i think the answer to you is that this doesn't scream magic to me it screams kamigawa neon dynasty but they did a great job and it's it's uh it's funny to see and uh, never in a thousand years would i have imagined that you would have ever had any piece of Magic the Gathering-related anything to pass on to me, uh-huh. so
0: thanks for that. This is fun. I don't think this will be the last one either. So, like, this company, Clack Keys, they have, they've got the licensing partnership with, hmm. with Wizards of the Coast now, so uh, if this okay. one does well, I'm sure they'll do more, and I think you're right. Like, they chose maybe the one that they could most easily translate visually to something that looks, like, really appealing. Um, to a wide like amount of people yeah yeah Th- this would be this would be the best one to start with for sure yeah. hmm,
1: interesting I'll, I'll be curious to see if they do um, New Capenna is the next set which is like huh. Art Deco stuff Oh, which yeah I'm, I'm a big fan of Art Deco but I just, as much as Kamigawa was awesome and it totally worked, I really, I'm not a big fan of the Nuka Penna Art Deco stuff. Like, I just think it sticks out in the game like a sore thumb. It is like, ooh, they had a real high and then what I think is like a real low.
0: Oh, okay. I'm looking at some of these cards. They look nice on their own, but maybe that's the problem. Yeah,
1: I do think you could make a pretty sweet looking keyboard with like Art Deco design. So Nuka Penna, not an amazing magic set, but probably an amazing keyboard.
0: This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. They are the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. When you sign up for Squarespace, you'll be able to stand out with a beautiful website. You'll be able to engage with your audience and sell anything. Products, services, even the content that you create because Squarespace has got you covered. They are the all-in-one package for putting anything you want online and it is so easy to get started. You just sign up, you choose one of their best in class website templates, and you can fully customize it to fit your needs. But you don't need to know any code. It's all clicking and dragging and dropping. It's so easy. It's as easy as browsing the category of your business or the type of website that you want to make to find that perfect starting place. And then in a few clicks, you'll have it customized and looked exactly how you want. You could then get blogging if that's what you want to do. they have really powerful blogging tools so you can share stories, photos, videos, updates and so much more. You can categorize everything, share everything and share your posts to make your content work for you. Or you can sell your products in an online store. Physical or digital goods, it doesn't matter. Squarespace has every single tool that you're going to need to get started selling things online. I have used Squarespace for an amount of projects that honestly at this point I've lost track of just how many. But I have been using Squarespace now for probably close to 15 years for various things over that time. And I love it. It continues to just get better and better and better over time. If you're wanting to put something online, I will tell you where to go. Go to squarespace.com/cortex and sign up for a free trial today with no credit card required. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code Cortex and you will get ten percent of your first purchase of a website or domain and show your support for the show. That's squarespace.com/cortex. And when you decide to sign up, use the offer code Cortex to get ten percent of your first purchase. A thanks to Squarespace for their support of Cortex and all of Relay FM. So today's episode, originally. I was considering that we would do a review of our yearly themes so far cuz we haven't really spoken about them very much since say oh. January February time like that was something that I was thinking we would do today
1: long ago in January or something we discussed oh we should we should halfway through the year talk about our themes yep. and I put it on my little calendar as like oh mid-year theme review i've been looking at that coming up on the calendar with a lot, of, a lot of mixed
0: feelings, mm-hmm. as I imagine you might be feeling. Well, basically, I think we're both going to talk now a little bit about our COVID experiences and how it's affected our work. Mm-hmm. And essentially, it has made a pretty big impact on my year theme. So mm. I've kind of taken a look at my theme a little bit more, and I've actually been able to flesh it out a little bit more because of this. Oh, okay. And so I do want to talk a little bit about my theme today, but it's not at all what I was expecting. You know, what I was originally planning to do today was to talk about how my year has changed so far with the year of structure and kind of how Mm -hmm. I'm doing. And that's I'm probably now just going to leave this until the end of the year and kind of Mm -hmm. talk about some more things that are being added in or changed to my year theme because of having COVID. Mm Mm-hmm. So the year of structure, that was my whole idea. And really the idea of it was to put some immediate plans in place, but ultimately be thinking about what changes would I make for next year moving forward. So it was like a foundationary year, really. It's like setting the structure for the for the future. And this past two months has really kind of recommitted me to making some more immediate and short-term actions rather than just, I've done a few things and now I'm going to just keep this in mind for a while until I get ready to work out for 2023 what stays, what goes. So as a little bit more background, as a conclusion to my trip, right? so cast your mind back to the WWDC, me in San Jose with COVID, the world's saddest boy. World's saddest boy. The second half of the trip was way better. We were able to leave San Jose because we had to. We got kicked out of our hotel. Couldn't, I tried to extend it, but really I did want to go. So we were able to move to San Francisco. I started to feel better there. And I was able to like, there was just more to walk around and, and just be a little bit more active. And it just felt it felt a little bit more removed from the sadness. You know, Mm -hmm. because I wasn't in that same place anymore. Yeah. We did then get stuck in Dallas again (laughs) for a day. We we had another connecting flight issue. So back in Dallas, back in the same hotel, went back to the same place for lunch as we did in March and then came home again. (laughs) It was just, you know, but this was different, though. We we knew before we got on the plane okay, okay, that it was going to happen. Uh, we actually like we could see that delays, delays, delays. So we ended up changing our trip and ended up taking a flight just to Dallas and then the next day going home. I
1: feel like Dallas is just like has a magnetic force pulling you towards it at yeah. this point. Like yeah. like at some point you're going to be trying to fly to Paris and still end up stuck in Dallas for a day
0: somehow. <laughs> like I'm just gonna, just gonna wait for that to happen. It's like the Bermuda Triangle for me, right <laughs> now. I am like eight or nine weeks, I think, since catching COVID initially. I am a long COVID sufferer because I still do have symptoms. Uh, I am on an upward trajectory. Some of the symptoms took a couple of weeks to drop off. And, you know, so they're like one by one, uh, I'm losing them. Mm. mostly now I still get a little chest pain. I still get a bit out of breath. I've seen a doctor. Everything I've got is consistent with long COVID. And I've had a bunch of like tests done to make sure there hasn't been any damage and it doesn't seem there's any damage. And Now it's just the case of me
1: waiting it out. When you talk about damage, are you talking about like um, lung capacity tests? Is that the kind of thing?
0: Yeah, lung damage, heart damage. We've looked for these things. Oh, okay. A lot of the symptoms that I have, it seems like it can be You've either got long COVID or you've actually had some something go mm-hmm. wrong because of having COVID. Nothing seems to have been an effect. I did like this whole like lung study thing where I had to like do a bunch of breathing tests, mm-hmm. um, and everything seems basically fine. Yeah, you know, they said well, obviously we didn't do a test beforehand, so we don't have a baseline to compare it to. But I'm within regular range. Mm. So th- the doctor did tell me something really interesting. Because one of my main symptoms right now is I get out of breath quite frequently and also sometimes quite randomly. And he was saying that one of the things that they've that he has observed or has been observed is that what it seems like is there's nothing actually wrong with the lungs. It's that your brain and your lungs kind of get out of sync from each other. And you think you don't have enough breath, but you do. But you start to breathe differently. It's like there's something about COVID which like gets them out of sync. And he says, in most people and in himself, just all of a sudden one day, it just goes away. So I'm just waiting for that day <laughs> now for it to go away. It's a very strange. That That is very strange. But all of this is to say, the effect that COVID has had on me has been playing on my mind. Mm-hmm. So over the last two months, it's been harder for me to produce shows. Like I've not had the same level of energy. For the first month, every show that I would do would completely wipe me out. I would be exhausted afterwards. I would have a burning sensation in my chest. It was rough. So, this has kind of given me a bunch of things to start thinking about. I realize I'm bad at resting.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, this is people were telling me from the beginning to rest, but I am very much my mentality is if work is to be done, I want to do it. I still have this like I have to work feeling or that I need to be the one doing everything. Like if I want things to be done right, I need to be involved in them. And this is purely a me problem. It's not like I don't trust my colleagues because I take vacations every year and have no problem with that. And I'm fine with everyone looking after for me. But if I'm sick, I want to work. Because there is something in my brain, which is definitely wrong, which is saying, you can just do this. You'll be fine. You can just do it. And so now that I am doing a better job of realizing this, I've been taking a longer look at myself, thinking more about what I want to be doing with my life. And I definitely know, as I did at the start of the year, that I want to be able to reduce my working time to be able to spend more time not working, spending time with family, taking more time for me. And I have done some of that this year, but being sick like this has reminded me I need to do more so that mm-hmm. when I get myself in a situation like this, the amount of work that I feel like I need to do is already smaller. Like when when you, you said
1: before about making short term changes Mm -hmm. like like what time scale is short term because like i'm just thinking your like your podcasting schedule hasn't hasn't really changed since the start of the year until now no that workload is still
0: the same so that was always the thing of like i didn't want to cancel any shows this year yeah yeah for a bunch of logistical reasons it's not great to just do it Um, Mm -hmm. it just it's just complicated gets complicated and so the plan was that before we started with the 2023 planning that I would have an idea as to which shows I would stop doing. So I'm still working on that because it's very complicated and it comes with a lot of emotion and it comes with the impacting other people. So I'm still finding it very complicated, but I'm feeling better about it. I have made some, some shorter term changes now. Like some, I've, I've done some stuff to try and help, With the balance and we're finding structure in different ways and then i've also got some things that i'm going to be doing over the next couple of weeks the biggest change that i've made is i have let go of the edit of upgrade oh wow this is very difficult for me i have edited this show every monday pretty much for seven years i can
1: i can't believe you're letting go of that edit for upgrade wow how how are you feeling about that not
0: good i'm not not good not good not good so this is nothing on who we've got to do it so i am using our friend jim metzendorf he is an incredible audio editor he's better than me for sure he edits a bunch of my shows and a ton of shows at relay Mm -hmm. so it's nothing about this it is letting go of it like Mm. I feel like I have been able to craft some of the show in the edit. If I'm editing, all I have to do is just have trust in me to get it right. I just I don't have to think about anything. It's it's I just do it. But now I'm I'm letting that part go and then Jason's going to be posting the episodes instead of me. Hmm. And so it's like I'm letting go I'm I'm having to let go of the control of that part of the process. So, like, the show will probably be posted when I'm asleep now, which makes me feel very uncomfortable as well. I don't blame you for feeling uncomfortable with that. But it's time. Mm -hmm. So the reason that I chose to do this is it is between one to two hours of work every week. But it's not the amount of time. It's the time in which it happens. So... The beginning of the edit of Upgrade begins around 7 to 8 p.m. on a Monday. And I don't want to be working that late anymore. Like, I don't want to still be in the studio at 9, 10 Mm p.m. I don't want to do it. And so that's why this is one of the immediate things that I'm changing. It starts... With the next episodes so of the first of August, Jim helped out with some stuff that we did in a previous episode with some guest interviews, but the actual like letting go of the entire edit of the show starts in August. There is a bittersweet feeling to it for sure. Like, I will be happy for the time I want the time I want to have the freedom more of like we finish and then I just leave, mm-hmm. but it's something that I've taken great pride in too so it's hard to let it go. But if I can't do this, I'm never going to be able to cut anything else. Right. This is one of the most simple things in theory for me to get rid of. There is no reason for me to still be the one doing this. I'm not bringing any particular skills to the edit of these episodes. I like tidy them up, I go through them, and then I add in the metadata that we need. You know, it takes time because I, I put time into it. But like, Jim will put more time into it. The show will come out better because the thing that I don't do for upgrades, I don't have time to do it, is listen back to large portions of the episodes, which he will be doing. Hmm. So the edit will take longer, but it will still come out Monday, but it will come out later on Monday. But I can't spend that amount of time because then I'm working till past midnight. Right. right. And so it's a no brainer to do, especially because I've done it for so long, too. But it's just really difficult to let go of this part of. The process for me
1: i think this this also i mean obviously this is always the thing that i am sensitized to but you're also getting rid of that pressure every monday Of this needs to go up today this is the schedule it needs to go up today and you're also staying late at the office to get it done yep like removing that i also i, I think that will have a bigger effect than you think it's just like the, just like the relief of it's not even, oh, this is an hour. It's like, oh, it's an hour or two before I can go home late on a Monday because a thing has to happen. Yeah, I
0: felt it before. Like I used to edit connected. And then when we we had to change times and record later, and I said I couldn't do it anymore. And Stephen very thankfully took over the edit. And I remember what that was like. It actually became even easier for me to enjoy the recording of the show. Right. right. Because I was not thinking, oh, I still got to edit this. Right. Or like, you know, there's like a thing going on in the episode and I'm like, oh, this is going to be hard to edit. Right. These two guys are clowning around, right? <laughs> now, I'm sure Steven feels like that, but he's a trooper. And But I mean, is he, the thing is, like, it's the time. Yeah. Like, if, if me and Jason were able to record at 12 p.m. my time, it wouldn't be an issue for me to keep doing the edit. It's not the amount of time it's taking. It's the time in which it's occurring Is the has become the problem for me. Hmm. It is time for me to let go of this, but it's just a thing which is like, wow, I've always considered this as like part of the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, this is part of the show. It's like my edit is part of the show, but I've been able to give up a bunch of things. This was the last one, really. Technically, I still do the edit for the Pen Addict and for the Back Markers, which is like my pen show, my F1 show. Mm -hmm. But the edit for those is take the files, match the audio, put them into logic, match up the music, export them. Mm -hmm. There is an editing going on in those. Like I'm not going in and tightening stuff up and cutting things out. And then with the member shows, right, then there's two files. You have to then take the second file, remove all the ads, make sure the timing's all there, upload to you know, it's, it's long. It's a longer process. But with the other two, it's like it's nothing. So all I will be ed- actually, actually editing is this show.
1: I think you should give up even the technical editing of those other two shows, though. Uh, it takes 10
0: minutes. I
1: know. I, I like, here, I hear you say that. I still feel like... You should
0: give that up, right? Yeah. If it, if it, no, no, no! Don't get, don't you, nab me on this? No, I really. I, <laughs> there's no need, especially for the pan addict, especially for the pan addict, because when I record it, all I'm doing is waiting to start connected, which happens like an hour later. So I can't really get involved in anything particular or any other big projects. It is nothing for me to take those files. Know, like I'm it hearing takes all, I'm, genuinely I'm hearing all these words. I time track. I... It takes fifteen minutes. For me from the when we record to when i publish i'm look hey <laughs> i've already done a big thing here yeah <laughs> you gotta like just leave me be for a little no, no, right? no. I, I
1: i believe you i'm just let, let, let me just put this over here for you to think about that part of trying to make your life easier is even like what you've done with upgrade here it's not the time like it's not the amount of time it's when it happens and it's one less thing to worry about in trying to make life simpler A really key feature is the absolute number of things that you have to think about and reducing that number. And I feel like people really do get tripped up in having a very large number of teeny tiny things, each one of which is like, oh, this is nothing. But they do add up. And so that's why I feel like, oh, Mike, if this if this story that you're telling me is true, that it's no big deal to do this. Then it really should be no big deal to pass it on and to just have something that you never have to think about again. But I'm, I'm like, look, I'm not going to push it. I'm just mentioning it here. You keep, you keep doing what you want, and we'll talk in December.
0: This episode of Cortex is brought to you by Sourcegraph. So you've hired a brilliant developer that's great but now you have to get them onboarded if your company's growing onboarding new developers will be a common occurrence but it's a huge undertaking every time one of the biggest challenges for new hires is to get up to speed with the project that their team is working on this can be tricky if the code bases your developers are working in are already large well thankfully sourcegraph makes it easy to move fast even in those big code bases Developers know that knowledge is most useful when it's findable. Centralization is helpful, but given the fact that most companies store knowledge in at least two different locations, how do you make that knowledge accessible to those that need it when they need it? As a code intelligence platform, Sourcegraph gives developers what they need to drive their own learning over time and in different situations. Teams without Sourcegraph need to rely on asking colleagues or reviewing out-of-date documentation, which is cumbersome and time-consuming. But with Sourcegraph, every developer can search across millions of repositories to find specific code, saving time for themselves and everyone else. So when questions do come up, you know it's the big stuff that's worthy of the extra time. Sourcegraph was created to make developers' lives easier, and today they work with leading companies across every industry, including three out of the five top tech companies, plus PayPal, Uber, Plaid, GE, Reddit, Atlassian, and many more. Visit about.sourcegraph.com to learn more today. That's about.sourcegraph.com to find out why some of the biggest tech companies in the world use Sourcegraph and to see what it can do for yours. Or just click the link in the show notes to let them know you heard about them from this show. Our thanks to Sourcegraph for their support of this show and all of FM. But I'm not going to give up the edit for this show. It's a whole different beast. Like, that's never going to happen. And I, w- I will say this now, it's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's too complicated. I'd be too particular. I would still not be, I wouldn't be able to leave it alone. So really, in my mind, the only show I'm actually editing is Cortex now. Right. The others, it's a different process. No matter what Grace says, it's just assembling. It takes ten minutes, right? And I'm totally fine with it. Very easy to outsource. Yep. Yeah, but like then you add time and money. Like <laughs> anyway, the amount of work that they that they take, I just don't think is even no, worth no, no, somebody's yeah, yeah, no, time. No,
1: I'm, I'm I'm not. I'm not pushing. I'm not pushing you on that now. Yeah. No. All right. All right. All right yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's that is one thing that mm-hmm. has that is the uh, the biggest short-term change because it has long-term ramifications. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I've done a couple of things to try and detach more from work outside of work time. And I would like to reintroduce to the show my friend Focus Modes. Oh, right. Okay. So being on iOS 16, so much easier to set them up. I now have a weekend focus mode Mm -hmm. and a weekend home screen. And I'm using the sleep focus mode now too. Oh, were you not using the sleep one before? No, it didn't. I had no reason. I don't do sleep tracking, although I'm thinking about trying it out. I'll get to Mm -hmm. that in a bit. And I don't want Apple to be setting an alarm for me every day. I'll just set my own alarms. Hmm. Okay. And so I I never felt like I needed it. But now I've done it just so it does the like screen dimming and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Because then it's like forcing me to think about the fact that you're going to bed. Yeah. But the main reason I did it is. I am now no longer looking at my phone in bed before sleep. Mm, Okay. So when I go to bed now, my iPhone's in the sleep mode, and it's got the sleep focus going on. And I have previous sponsor, not sponsor, Audible. I'm listening to audiobooks now. So I get into bed, get my AirPods, press play on an audiobook, put the sleep timer on, put my head down. I have a really dumb question
1: here. I don't know what the sleep timer does. I see that as a button, and I've always wondered... What does
0: this do? Oh, when it hits the time limit, the audio just stops. Oh, okay. So it's it's for me, right? Like I put on like 30 minutes and then leave it because if I didn't, it would play the whole book by the time I woke up in the morning. Oh, okay. Because it would right, just so keep going, right? Okay.
1: That makes sense. So you're not listening to sleep stories like you're listening to an
0: actual mm-hmm. book. Hmm. Currently, okay. I'm listening to a book called After Steve, which is about Tim Cook and Johnny Ive. Hmm. Okay, which is very interesting, actually. I'm enjoying mm. it so far. But what I'm having to do every morning is try and find the part where I fell asleep. <laughs> <right> <laughs> yeah, that,
1: I think that's what always hung me up on
0: the sleep yeah. timer. It's like, what problem is this solving? I don't know if it is solving it's, a problem. It's, it's making it so that the book hasn't... Because it, it's yeah. way easier to find where I was within a 10-minute window yeah, yeah, yeah. than it is within a six-hour window.
1: Yeah, but I also imagine... You must run into the problem where, you, like, the book starts to drift into your dreams, right? Like, its I feel like there's, there's got to be a fuzzy border for, like, what do you
0: remember? I don't remember my dreams anyway, so it's this isn't a problem for me. Ah, okay, you're one of those, all right. When something is particularly vivid, but that's rare, mm. like, if I wake up and you tell me what you're dreaming about, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Right, okay. So, like, I've been doing this for a week, right? The mm-hmm. audiobook thing, and I'm liking it. It's too, uh, too soon to tell, but what I will say is I have noticed a difference in how I feel in the morning. How so? Well, one, I'm getting more sleep, for sure. Between 30 minutes to an hour, more sleep every night. Hmm. Because I'm getting into bed and putting the AirPods in and usually I'm asleep within 15 minutes. Where before, I would be on my phone for maybe f- half an hour to an hour before I would right. try to go to sleep. So the immediate part is more sleep. And the other is... I. I- you know, I think potentially being sucked into all of the things that can exist on the internet maybe isn't a great way to like set yourself up for sleep. Yeah, I don't know this is true, but it's what I believe, and so I'm working on that assumption. And so I think that that's been pretty good for me. The weekend focus mode has less social stuff on available, like on my home screens. Um, no work apps on my home screens. Uh, And I've automated them to turn on as well. So it's just trying to like remind me to look at things less. It's Mm -hmm. actually pretty similar to my travel home screen, which is also built as an idea of like deprioritizing anything work related. So I'm just trying to set up my phone to encourage me to be more present in other things than the things that my phone is usually used for when I'm working or in work time. So I think that that's, that's actually been pretty nice. I've been liking that. How long have you been doing it for? A week. Okay. I'm pretty happy with, with this setup, and I'm going to keep tweaking it. I, what I have done, I've done a little bit of the focus mode stuff where it limits notifications, mm-hmm. and I'm tweaking that with the weekend one. You know, So it just like it hides them. And I really like the way iOS 16 presents a lot of this stuff anyway. The notification stuff is grouped together really well. There's this new option, like a display option, called Count. And so on my home screen right now, I have the name of my current focus mode, which says Recording, and it just has the number 3 next to it. And that means that there are three notifications that I can scroll up to see if I want to, but they don't put them on the home screen. Huh? This is just like a general notifications feature that I really like in iOS 16. Like It's deprioritizing all of the notifications unless I go for them. And then if you use some of the tools in focus modes, it then puts them another level down.
1: What's the other level down? So if I
0: swiped up to see my notifications, there's then like a a stack that says while in weekend focus, and I have to tap that to see those ones. Hmm. So I I don't even glimpse them if I'm looking for other stuff.
1: Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Right. Okay. That is is an improvement. That's always been my frustration with this is accidentally seeing stuff even if it didn't notify me
0: you get the names of the apps but none of the content huh okay that's better yeah it's way better so i I, i've been leaning into some of that and i'm i'm really digging it Hmm. that's working really nicely for me then i have some other things that i am thinking about now as part of the year structure one is how do i spend more time at home Mm -hmm. i love having my studio And I love being here for work. So what this means is not working at home, right? It's not just being at home and sitting on my MacBook and doing whatever. This is like doing things at home, spending time with family, spending time with friends. I want to do more like home projects, all of this kind of stuff. It's just like a thing that I feel more, I think, in my advancing age uh, (laughs) – Have more of a draw towards do, do you want to, do you want to become handy
1: Mike is that what I think like I think do you want, do you do. want, do you want yeah. those jeans where you can slide a hammer in the side of them is that what you're is that like what okay, you're that's leaning not,
0: towards okay people get a, a tool belt for that they don't put the hammer in the jeans. No, you, you you have jeans
1: where they've got the little loops you can put the hammer in them.
0: All right, clearly you're more handy than me. I didn't know about <laughs> hammer jeans. Yeah, I want some hammer jeans. Well, now I, know, I know what to get you for I Christmas. I cannot tell you where this feeling is coming from, um, uh-huh. but it's happening. To yeah?
1: Me. Do you want to wire some plugs? Is this uh, yeah, all, I that do. kind of stuff? Like, I
0: want to hang some pictures on the wall. Ooh. I want to build some furniture. Like, I want to do stuff. I've mentioned this to some other people and they've said haha your biological clock is ticking I'm like great thank you for letting <laughs> me know uh, but like I just like great you're gonna like this I have found myself smiling at dogs oh really yeah I see dogs in the street and I'm like that's a cute dog and then immediately think why do I care about that but like there's this part of my brain that's like firing off for dogs now too so something's going on with me I don't think it was the COVID that did this but it's just made me reevaluate some things differently so what I've been wondering is like if I want to spend time at home I could do some work to like condense my schedule a bit so for example we'll go back to talking about Mondays which is when I record upgrade so I try and get to the studio between 10 and 11 a.m and I will do my morning work I will do all my prep for the show but we don't start recording until five so I always have a little bit of time in the day maybe an hour or two depending on what's going on where I'm just like hanging out here, which is nice. But maybe it'd be nicer to do the hanging out at home and come to the studio at like 1 p.m. Yeah, for sure. Right. So I'm starting to think about what would that mean? What would that look like? And that's another thing that I'm considering of like rejiggering the way that some things are to further make like home and work defined. Because, like, I've been taking advantage while I'm here. Like, if I have time, this is something I'm doing with the year structure. Like, if I realize that I have free time to use that for me. Mm-hmm. So, I've been playing video games. I've been doing a lot of that this year, loads of video games, because that's something I wanted to do. It's something I spoke about in the year theme itself of like creating a structure for me to be able to enjoy some stuff that I want to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those things, but should I be doing that at home and then coming here and just doing the work and then leaving? Yeah. Rather than there being this like one to two hours in the day where, right? So like this is the kind of stuff that I'm Mm. starting to think about a little bit more.
1: Oh yeah. No, like you totally want to compress I'm, I'm just thinking of like, oh, you know, a morning here and an afternoon there. If you can compress those down, you can like get rid of a day at the office or like have a day where it's like almost entirely clear.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to do that too.
1: Yeah, like I'm having flashbacks to both when I was in college and just being really obsessive about that same kind of thing with the scheduling. of like, man, the advantages for like compressing a bunch of things that you have to do all into one day and into one afternoon it's like makes such a big difference. So yeah, yeah, like when when you say you go to the office and you've got like this middle time where you can use as personal time, I always I feel like that's just it's never as good. Like you should be at home if it's going to be personal time and yep. and totally rework the schedule. Like I'm 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 really glad to hear that you're thinking about that.
0: Yeah, that this one is nebulous, but I had mm-hmm. like a flash idea the other day, right? I was like, oh man. The first place I went to is, i got to write this down in my Cortex notes. Like, this is something I want to talk about with Gray, but I'm pleased that you feel that way. Then I feel like I'm on the right track for that part. So I don't know what that means yet, but uh-huh. I'm thinking about how I can do it. And I do feel like it would help me achieve the handymanness that I'm <laughs> aiming for in my life. Uh-huh. The last thing, which is, it, it just doubles down on a thing for, for the future of like the importance of Cortex brand and Cortex brand products to me which is this idea of what I am calling mostly passive income. Now, the mostly part is because a ton of work goes into making these products. But once we have something available for sale, the amount of work that goes into that product almost disappears for long stretches of time. Because one of the things I noticed during my COVID recovery is the sense of understanding that My main work right now requires me participating actively in it Mm -hmm. for it to continue and for me to be able to pay my bills. Right. If I needed to take a break for some reason and the shows couldn't be produced, that's a problem. Now, the way we have things set up, again, if I had to take two weeks off, I would be covered. People would help. But that's kind of not the point it is realizing a risk factor in my work.
1: Yeah. And, and there's a big difference between, like, as you can see, oh, taking two weeks off, that's very doable. Mm-hmm. A situation where like, you need to take two months off. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, <laughs> right now that's a real problem.
0: Yep. Because again, like just something to, to underscore, like the difference between mine and your major income source. So like, for me, it's the podcasts and for you, it's YouTube. Mm-hmm. Now, Once we record and publish our podcasts, all the money that episode's ever going to make has been made because of the way we choose to do our advertising, which I think is the best way to do advertising, which is we embed it all in the episodes. It's recorded by us. Nothing's being dynamically inserted and all that kind of nonsense. But with YouTube, if people continue to watch the videos, some amount of money continues to be made always, right? Mm -hmm. And so... For me, if I needed to take two months off, I don't know what would happen. <laughs> right, but that,
1: that's what I mean. It'd be a big problem in in the current situation. Yeah,
0: and so having a line of successful products, which is what we are trying to achieve, that are then actively sold constantly, does not require the amount of focused effort on a weekly basis that the podcasts do. And so if we can continue finding things that work for people like the journal has, that is a very smart thing for me and you. But in this sense, I feel like more for me because I don't have this kind of income source right now. It has already been a great help this year, and I think will continue to be as we have other stuff that we're working on, and that's the hope. Mm-hmm. So that, that's like, it's it's reinforced to me something I felt was the case anyway, like I was thinking about this, but now I feel like I have brushed up against the risk. Yeah. Because one of the things me and you spoke about a lot during the lockdowns was our major worry for covid considering the type of work that we do was the kind of brain fog confusion Mm -hmm. stuff which i had a lot of during covid but has gone away now i think mostly how would you know but it's mostly gone away because considering the type of work that we do which is talking for a living thinking for a living and like communicating for a living if i can't do that effectively that's a big problem
1: (laughs) yeah and you know like i saw some colleagues get really screwed by that and it's like
0: holy moly uh this is this can be very alarming Mm -hmm. and so like that was like my biggest worry and so i've brushed up against that now and it's put that fear back in me Mm -hmm. and so it's made me kind of rethink again about this kind of work so all of this is my kind of like half year refocus on the year of structure I'm continuing to think about what 2023 is going to look like. It's also led me to think a bit more big picture for the next few years. All I have as an idea right now is like, what am I able to step away from? I don't know what this means, but it's a question I keep asking myself. This episode of Cortex is brought to you by our friends at Fitbod. Between balancing work, family, and everything else you've got going on in your life, it can be hard to make fitness a priority. What you need is a program that works with you, not against you, and that's why you need Fitbod. Fitbod has a really smart, really awesome algorithm in their app that learns about you and your goals and training ability. This will craft a personalized exercise plan that is unique to you and their app makes it so easy to learn every exercise that they're going to suggest, so you're going to feel comfortable performing them all. Personal fitness shouldn't just be about competing. You don't want to have to look at others and try and do what they're doing. What you need is something that is for you, that is tailored for you, and it's going to work for you, because that is when it sticks, and you're going to see the results that you're looking for. To do this, FitBod uses data to create and adjust a dynamic fitness plan to fit you. You will also have instant access to your own personalized routine in their awesome app, which recently got redesigned with these brand new HD video tutorials, that are shot from multiple angles to make it easy to learn every single exercise. So then you'll be able to make progress on your goals from anywhere that you want, with an app that also integrates with your wearables, so Apple Watch and Wear OS smartwatch, and also apps like Strava, Fitbit, and Apple Health. Everybody's fitness path is different and that's why FitBod does all of this work to make sure that things are customized to fit you. They make sure to learn from your last workout so your next will be even better no matter how many times you're working out in a week. FitBud will even track your muscle recovery to make sure that things are balanced. So you're not going to be overworking the same muscles over and over and over again. They balance it out. This also helps you stick with it because you're not going to find yourself in pain all the time because you continue to work on your biceps every single day for four days in a row. No, you want it balanced. Again, these are the things that make this stuff stick. Personalized training of this quality can be really expensive. FitBod is just $12.99 a month or $79.99 a year. But you can get 25% off your membership if you sign up today at fitbod.me slash cortex. So go there right now and get your own customized fitness plan. That's fitbod.me slash cortex. You'll get 25% off your membership at fitbod.me slash cortex. Our thanks to FitBod for their support of this show and Relay FM. So how's your COVID? Can we get a timeline? Can we get a timeline? Like How long have you been dealing with this? So, okay, let me set the stage here, Mm -hmm. which is
1: I went traveling with my family. So earlier in the year, we saw my wife's side of the family, and now we saw my side of the family. And at the end of that trip, 100% of us got COVID. (laughs) Full success, right? Yeah, a real covid clean sweep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was traveling with my family for about 3 weeks. Very luckily, I got it just at the at the end of all of that. Mm-hmm. One by one we started to fall and I was unreasonably confident that, that's, well, I haven't gotten sick yet, so there's not going to be any problem. Mm-hmm. And then just in the last couple of days, I was feeling a bit off, but I swear, just like with the first time, I have some kind of mental resistance to believing
0: that I have COVID. Everybody else is like, they they turn their head in a certain way and like, oh God, do I have COVID? You know, you're just like, I have all these symptoms. I'm sure it's just a cold. <laughs> yeah, it's like
1: I don't know what it is, but I I clearly have some kind of mental block on this. And once again, like we got home and then my wife was like, "Hey, you really need to take a COVID test." And I was shocked, right? I took the <laughs> test. It was positive. I was like, "I can't believe this." <laughs> but yeah, so I got COVID again and boy, I feel like I set some kind of record because I ended up testing positive at my wife's uh, repeated insistence of like, I still need to take COVID tests. We went through this little pattern where I was like, I think I'm over it, though. So I I don't need I think I'm fine. I don't need to take a test. And she would go, oh, why don't you take a test? You know, just just to confirm it. And I tested positive.
0: For two and a half weeks. So I had some people writing to tell me about this when I had COVID initially, because obviously I was away, so people were concerned about me getting home. Uh huh. It is normal enough that on antigen tests, people can test positive for weeks. Interesting. weeks okay. Even if they are no longer contagious, and that maybe a PCR test would have reported slightly differently, maybe not, but. Some people will test positive for a really long time.
1: Uh, okay, I'm I'm kind of relieved to hear that yep. because everyone I was talking to was like, "What the hell, man!" Like, uh, you know, I've tested positive for. A oh, week. it is
0: weird. Like, I it's weird. It's weird from my lived experience and from the people that I know mm-hmm. that have had COVID. But I've heard from enough listeners during that time period that said that it is pretty frequent enough that people will test positive for a really long time. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That that, ma- that does make me feel better.
0: Can we just take a quick pause because I know some keen-eared listeners will have heard my whole family had COVID.
1: We were very concerned about the Lady Grey and she seems to be the one who's been mostly fine for all of this. Mm-hmm. And I have been the one that has gotten hit harder. So that is 100% the way that I prefer it to be. Yep. I'm pretending in my mind like, Oh, I've blocked the covid for you her. You took it all. You took a bullet. Yeah, like I took it all, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it was a bear running at us and I got in the way and it hit me. No! <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then I hit her, but that's obviously like less bad. Yeah, even though she was the one who got it first, and we don't have to (laughs) think about things like that. You said a delayed reaction;
0: (laughs) it was shock from the attack, you know.
1: Yeah, but yeah, so she's you know she didn't have like a fun time, but it was definitely not remotely as bad as a bunch of the other uh, cases I've seen. So
0: yeah, and she she wasn't hit in the ways that were worrying right initially. Yeah, yeah, which is good.
1: Yeah, so it's it's you know uh, we're very fortunate about that. Presumably, it's the whatever we're up to now, like BA5 Omnichromicon. By the time this episode comes
0: out, I'm sure it will have been, if not by now.
1: Yeah, I got really annoyed because I was like, why are everyone calling these variants like BA whatever? And then I looked it up on Wikipedia and I said, oh, there's actually a sensible reason for this. I thought, like, oh, we just stopped using Greek letters for unknown reasons. But it's like, oh, no, no, these are like the 0.1 updates on your software. Yeah,
0: bug fixes and performance improvements. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's the release notes on each one of these yeah. 0.5, 0.6 updates to COVID <laughs> it's bug fixes and performance updates. <laughs> it really is, though. Yeah, right? that is like, functionally what it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, we've been talking about it for two and a half years at this point the plan was always you're not going to avoid getting it but we want to strategically get it at the best possible time and it's like okay we've been through many variants as these things do they tend to get you know more virulent but less harmful over time like not always but there are evolutionary pressures for why that's the case and so it's like okay great like we put off her getting infected for a long time great no problems However, for me, it led to what I could only describe as one of the most frustrating months of my professional life.
0: I am so happy we're in the same space right now. Yeah. Because, like, maybe the thing that I left out is like, I have also been very frustrated, which is what pushed me to think so heavily about a lot of this stuff that I've Mm -hmm. got going on in my life. I've been very annoyed, very angry, very upset. About this and a bunch of other stuff going on. And it's just been this whole mess for me this last six, seven weeks. Because, like, I think the thing about the COVID as it is right now, like, I remember a few months ago, I knew people that had it. They're like, oh, it's just like a bad cold. Mm -hmm. But I know for me and I know for you, it's been much worse than that. And so, like, I don't know if maybe we just got hit harder or if like this is more akin to what these newer variants are where like they are maybe less deadly but still can put you in a pretty bad way for a while yeah i don't know
1: yeah so it's like you know i had all the kind of classic symptoms for a while but what has been the particularly frustrating point which both you who have checked in on me the people i work with everyone in my life i have constantly i don't know maybe every three days giving people an update of like, hey, everything's on the up and up. Like I am on the upswing. Everything's great. This is all over only to come crashing down the next day and like starting all over again. Like I've never had anything like this. It's just so frustrating because I kept trying to have like a mental trend line for this is getting better or this is getting worse or even this is just staying the same but no i'm just trying to think it's like it's like i don't know if you ever heard those audio illusions where it sounds like a tone is rising infinitely but it actually isn't i don't know if you have ever come across this does that sound familiar to you
0: I, I think i know what you're talking about
1: yeah so like you can have these sounds that sound like the notes are going up forever but obviously that's not possible it's the audio equivalent of a of an optical illusion and i I feel like i kind of had that experience a little bit of like oh i must be getting better but it's like but no you're not you're not getting better you're staying the same it was super duper frustrating and the like the thing on top of it that just killed me is it has been just a perfect storm of delaying putting out a video And I have been like working on this video and it's like, okay, I wanted to try to get it done before traveling with my family, but that didn't quite work out. And so, okay, I was like, well, when I come back, I'm going to get this video done. Full steam ahead. Full steam ahead. And I've been working on this. The video is 90% done. I just need to get it over that finishing line. I was like, man, in the past four or five weeks, it's like, okay, I've moved this video from... 90 percent to 91 percent to 92 it's been so slow and like every working day okay I'm really trying to work on this thing I was just way less effective and then knocking myself out for a longer period of time and I don't know it is hard to express how awful it feels to not have uploaded something To have something that feels so close to being finished and not be able to finish it in remotely the time that you want to while constantly feeling like, oh, I'm getting better now. And so now I'll be able to wrap this up in a few days. But you can't like it has just led to one of the most miserable months of my life professionally. Like it's just been awful. (laughs) Um and it's, it's partly why I was like, oh, Mike, we got to move this podcast recording back in the month as long as we can. And at the time of recording, it's like, oh, man, I'm giving myself like a 50-50 shot of actually having it up
0: before this episode goes up. Yeah, I was, I've been waiting all day today for if you were going to send me a draft, <laughs> because it, when we record and you have a new video going up... Usually, if they're close, we end up recording slightly before and then we will hold the podcast and usually put it up after your video goes out. Mm-hmm. And I expected that that, but from the conversations we've had over the last few weeks is that was most likely going to be what happened because I definitely got this vibe that you were like, come hell or high water, this video goes out. Mm-hmm. And so we decided we'd like delay. And I've been thinking today, I'm like, I wonder if he's going to send me a video <laughs> cut. And the fact that you haven't, does has not made me feel great for you? <laughs>
1: yeah, I sent you. I sent you a rough cut like I don't know a week ago. Yeah,
0: and you did something you don't usually do, which is don't listen to the audio. <laughs> I was like, okay. I just put the audio down on my iPhone and just like skim through a little bit. Yeah.
1: So part of the part of the process is this is not how anyone should make animated videos, but this is the way I like to do it. Is going back and forth between increasingly seeing what the animations are going to look like and then trying to tighten up the script to match the animations and then tightening the animations to match the script and like going back and forth a few times, which is not how anybody who does animation should ever do it because it takes a thousand times longer. The proper flow for almost every video you've ever seen on the internet or like movies you've seen is audio gets finalized and then video happens because it's like changing the audio is such a pain in the butt. But I don't like to do it that way for a bunch of reasons. So I had recorded a really rough track of the audio where I just talk through the script. I don't really try to do it properly. It's just, I want to give something to the animator so we can make something to see roughly how does this look with the words that I'm saying. But it's terrible. Like, no one should watch it. So I had done this rough audio before I had left on the trip with my family and... That's partly why I was like, oh, I'm, I'm so confident about this because, you know, while I'm traveling, the animator can work on this and that can get done. And then when I can come back, I can just do all I need to do, Mike, is make a couple of final tweaks to the scripts, and then just record the final audio. And then it's all done. I mean, except for the 10,000 little picky changes I do after that. But like, really, it's basically done and there's no problem." But goddamn, like the the thing that has been killing me is I just, I, for a long time, I completely lost my voice and I've only really gotten it back in the last week. I went to record the audio and I just couldn't do it. Like it was mm-hmm. unbelievable because here, here's the thing. Like I feel like there's kind of three levels of talking. There's normal talking where I'm just at home and I say some things to my wife there's a second level of talking, which is what we're doing right now on Cortex, which is there's a microphone in front of me, and so you you talk more you talk louder, right? In into the microphone.
0: And the issue that I had and continue to have is it's more sustained talking for a longer period of time than a typical conversation would be. It's it's it very it's like just an intense conversation that yeah. you don't have very often in your daily life.
1: Yeah, or I think it's more its more like phone calls as well. Like when you're doing... Fa- like there's there's a sustained thing there. Yeah. Which is why I always feel like conversations in real life, the key thing that's different about them is it's easier for both people to just not talk for a few moments and sit in silence mm-hmm. with each other. And on phone calls and FaceTime, like you can't do that. And on, and on podcasts that's the whole thing you You know you're like oh we'll just sit here for a couple of minutes and drink our coffee and you know look off into space and then pick up the conversation. like you can't do that so there's there's this level which is like a notch up from regular conversation but then the videos are one notch above that because it's like giving a presentation
0: and i have a theory that you can maybe confirm for me about how you feel about this the type of content that you make, you would prefer it not to be pinned in time forever? Like, yeah. that was the video Gray made when he had COVID, and you can tell because you can hear it in his voice. Mm-hmm. I can imagine you would prefer the video not to sound like that. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I would prefer the video not to sound like that, but the yeah. problem I ran into the first day I went to record the final audio is I physically couldn't yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. I was absolutely shocked, and this again is like, you know, we just, here's the theme. Gray is constantly surprised by COVID. What do you mean I can't talk in this loud, sustained mm. way into a microphone? I do
0: this all the time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, like I physically can't do it. So yeah, I, I also kept giving up. to like, oh, I'll have the audio any minute now. And it's like, no, I won't. Because I talk like this for 10 minutes and ended up just like, uncontrollably coughing and like okay well that's just this is just not gonna work it's like yeah I don't want a video to have my voice sound like I am sick but I couldn't even get to that stage Mm. and so what, what I've ended up having to do which I just, I loathe, I loathe so much, is I had to break up recording the final audio into multiple sessions. Where I was like, okay, I'm going to just record as much as I can, and then I'm going to have to stop for today, and then that's it, and then pick this up tomorrow. That's
0: less than ideal.
1: Do you know what I did? Like I put a little marker on the floor for exactly where I was standing in front of the microphone. Um, because, like, to help minimize the different sound from the mm. different days.
0: But that's just one of the variables.
1: There's a million variables. Distance from the microphone, though, is surprisingly important. And it yeah. I think it is okay. one of the things that is actually quite hard to fix in posts. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is one of the things of, like, long-term projects, and one of the reasons why I would like an office is... I would love to have a dedicated recording station just for the videos where nothing ever changes. Whereas like, I can stand in this exact spot. I never touch the microphone, never do anything to help minimize when this needs to happen.
0: Yeah, but... You know what you've eaten and had to drink that day. What time of the day it is? Oh yeah, no, if I like you've got sinuses <laughs> going wild. Like, as in, I, I, know, I, know, I you know. know, I know you know, I know you know. But I just wanted to put it out there that it, this is about being able to control the things you can control. Yes. yes,
1: control the things you can control. You can also minimize a bunch of those variables by simply recording. In the morning, before you've eaten any... Like, there's a lot that you can do if you have to do this. But yeah, so the current state of my final audio is this horrific Frankenstein monster over many sessions where I put many takes together to try to get something that's a final audio. And I think you can hear in my voice that i'm sick like it's not terrible mm-hmm. i think a lot of people won't notice but i can
0: definitely hear most it. people aren't going to be able to tell about the variance of time yeah like this we sp- i know we've mentioned this on the show before but i know it's something that we can both notice maybe it's part of our jobs or maybe there's just some people are more attuned to it than others when you can hear like what's called ADR on a TV show or movie, oh, no. where like somebody's added a line in that wasn't actually said at the time, yeah, and it astounds me. Like I can spot it, and I'll turn to Adina, be like, "Did you hear that?" That I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, but like I don't know what it is. I think that maybe it's just something like if you're used to dealing with audio and like the, like piecing together the way people speak. It truly is incredible how hard it is to try and make something match. It takes a lot of work to try and get that right. And yeah. a lot of skill in controlling your own voice. Mm-hmm.
1: It's really hard. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely shocking. That is, uh, again, there are a thousand things where if you work in the world of entertainment or in the world of media entertainment and media is completely ruined for you in a thousand tiny ways and this is and this is one of those ways of like boy you just always tune into it like ah they added that line of exposition later because they were afraid that people wouldn't understand what was going on like yep there we go hello ADR (laughs) but yeah so it was brutal and that's how I've spent the last week is i was like really just trying to kill myself to get this thing done but i do these little recording sessions strip my voice and then spend the rest of the day just like really exhausted and not being able to do very much
0: when you were saying earlier about the up and down you've had in symptoms this is a part of that Mm -hmm. and i'm not going to tell you that you should be resting because (laughs) i didn't do it either uh-huh. but like that was the thing that i noticed like the harder i worked the worse i felt the next day like yeah. i would start to feel better and then i would do something and it would pull me right back down again uh like this weekend like friday i went to the gym for the first time mm-hmm. and i also saw some family over the weekend and i had been struggling more the last two days than i was say wednesday thursday of last week because yeah. i've exerted myself more but the way that, like, I don't know how you describe this kind of graph where, like, but it's like a trend line. So, like, it goes up and down and up and down, but the valleys are always higher than before and the peaks are higher than before. Mm-hmm. You know, like, am I explaining that right? Yeah, because yeah, kind no. of picture in your mind. But so, like, I still have times where I feel worse than the day before, but even that worse is better than the worst of the previous week. Like, that's kind of where I am. And I think you'll yeah. get there, but you've been putting yourself through. One of the worst things you can do. Here's the thing, Mike. I'm going to say words,
1: but I also know that I can't trust me saying these words of oh, I think it's finally getting better, right? But I've been saying that for weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. I really do, th- I, 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 I can tell you, I, I really do think it's fine. But like, I don't actually know if that's true and I just won't trust that that's true probably until I actually do the next recording and can be like, okay, it's fine. But
0: we couldn't have done this two weeks ago.
1: Yeah, that that is true. I would simply, I would like not have been able to physically record have been this able podcast. Do it. Yep. So yeah, that definitely is better. But this is why I say, like, yeah, in an ideal world, I would not try to push so hard to get the final audio done. But it is just that, like, that unbelievable pressure of it's been forever since I've uploaded a video. Like, this has been, I think, now the longest break ever on Mm -hmm. the channel since an upload. It has to be the case. And... You know, it's it's sort of like, you know, you were talking about the theme stuff as well and and thinking about that. And so that's also partly why I was like, oh, my God, I've had such a strange year kind of thinking about all of these things and related to the theme as well. But something I did maybe two weeks ago to kind of like, OK, I feel awful about this, but I can also rationally understand that it couldn't have been different. And the way I worked this out is like, okay, I went back and I counted from January what was going on in every week of my life since January 1st until now. So I just updated the numbers until now. And it's like, okay, between traveling for my wife's family, for my family, for Hawaii jet lag, for also having covid Or being like now functionally in like a still a bad recovery from COVID. I actually have only had 10 clear weeks this whole year, and we're halfway through the year. And six of those weeks were the first six weeks of the year making the highway video. And so it's like, okay. I can feel less bad about the situation when I look at it through that lens. of like, all right, you know, sort of related to what you were talking about. One of these fundamental ideas in life is that there's only four areas that you can spend your energy on. It's work, it's health, it's family, it's friends. And this has been one of those years where the intention was to spend a bunch of time with family which was very important, and I was glad to do this. But what I was not expecting, and I feel like I've never really, in this category thing, I've never really thought about the inverse of this. I've always thought of health in positive way, of how much time do you want to spend being healthy? But there's also just the reverse. When your health is bad, that just takes away one, like that just uses up one of the categories. Mm. And... You can't do anything about that. Like, you don't get to choose, as I did at the start of my career, like, oh, I'm just going to intentionally ignore my health. Uh, It's like, oh, if you're sick and not able to work or you're just really slowed down, you don't get to make a choice about pushing through that. It's like, oh, okay, I just physically can't. So yeah, I've had six months where there's just two categories it's been family and it's been health and i've had 10 weeks where i was able to do work and considering that it's like okay i'm actually not that far behind in terms of video production it's just i have to mentally calibrate for how much of the year was completely knocked out so yeah uh that's that's been my situation (laughs) it's been so frustrating like i can't i feel like i can't even put it into into words articulately but yeah i don't know if the video is going to be out before the podcast goes out i really hope so but we know it's close though like yeah so you know it's close now it, it is it is close there's well uh, when you were asking about ooh, uh is mike going to get a like a preview before the show i also wasn't sure because it was just the day before yesterday that i put all the edits together and got it done and so it is off with the animator and it is off with the composer and it is off with sound effects like all of that stuff is being worked on and i just look now in my own company slack of like "Ooh, did everything come through yet and the answer is no it hasn't come through
0: yet so but the thing is, even if you had a rough cut for me, there's no point in me watching it if we can't talk about it because <laughs> we don't. We won't talk about it until it's until we know it's going to be up, right? Yeah, so there's I no guess Point that makes in me sense. seeing it, yeah, because I could just be like, "Oh, it's really good. You should go watch it." But like, I could just say that anyway. Oh, the video's real good. Everyone you should go watch it. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there we can't talk about it because it might not be out by now, and you don't want to do that because yeah. You know, yeah, it's this- bad enough that we're already saying there is one after six months of a gap, you know what I mean? Because now it's like, gray fans out there, they're like, oh, all right, here we go, it's video time. Well,
1: soon, but not yet. Maybe. I don't know. I hope so. Mm-hmm. So here's here's the problem is, I haven't made a decision yet, but it's like, I might end up, like, I don't know if I'm going to re-re-record the final audio. Like I've I haven't really listened to it since I put it all together and that was also a work day that almost killed me. Like I couldn't believe how tiring I don't it was. Think you should.
0: <laughs> if you have gotten it to a point where you're seventy percent happy, I would just say go for it because if you do it again, you do the audio again and it knocks you out for another two days, like yeah, I don't know. You, it's, you you'll just be doing this forever. Yeah, I don't know.
1: The reason I'm just saying it's like up in the air at this moment is I haven't, with a clean slate in my mind, listened to what I actually put together. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I actually don't have a good sense of what does the final audio sound like because putting it together was such an exhausting day that it's like I didn't really have the ability to like evaluate it at the end. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm like, I'll find out tomorrow, uh, because when we're done recording, I'm just going to collapse. And so hopefully tomorrow I have the first work in progress of a potentially releasable version of the video with the final audio and music and animations. And then I can try to make a judgment call about, okay, is this fine to go up or not? I really hope the answer is yes, because redoing the audio is just the absolute worst part of it. And... I also not confident like I'm physically up for it again, but we'll see. <laughs> so yeah, this has been uh, this has been an absolute uh, month of misery. <laughs> that's that's what I've been up to, Mike.
0: This is such an interesting point for us both to be in. I feel like at this time of the year, yeah, for what was expected to be our half year, let's talk about how our themes have gone so far. Yeah. And the answer for both of us is kind of like, not how we expected. Yeah, not, not how we expected. And also, I mean,
1: for me, this is, is much more minor than it, than it was for you. But I, I have found myself thinking like, okay, so COVID isn't going anywhere. Like, it's just going to be in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to keep getting these different variants. And part of what I talked about at the start of the year was like, oh, I'm going to do all of this travel. And I'm, and like, I, I want to try to do more Grey Goes outside stuff. And like, I have all of these ideas, all of which are involved in being outside of the house. But I do have to say, it has been on the back of my mind this month of like, I know people who have gotten COVID many, many times now. And if this happens, like, every time I catch it, I need to reevaluate some of my thoughts about travel.
0: But that's the thing you just can't know.
1: Oh uh, yeah, like I don't right. know. Yeah. I don't know the answer to this. I have already kind of cut down some of my travel plans for the rest of the year because I just need like I just need to reverse this and focus on work more for the rest of the year. Yeah. But I do have two conferences that I've been invited to that I will not miss for anything and I'm going to go to them. But they're going to be like a very interesting test case in if I go to conferences and because of travel and because of being in a room with a bunch of people who are talking about stuff, like if I pick up COVID again from another one of those and it's like this, I don't know, like I, I think I'm going to need to reevaluate some of my thoughts about, ooh, how are the next many years going to go? Right now, we'll see, but it has been just niggling at the back of my mind. You can't lose a couple of weeks frequently from getting sick from this. So,
0: I don't know. As we mentioned at the start, you're able to get longer episodes of this show, bonus content, no ads, and our 2022 RPG adventure, which is now available to Relay FM members. So you can get all of this and more text at getmortex.com.